0: Thank you all for joining us. This is From the Newsroom, presented by the Holland Sentinel. I'm Brian Bernal, Digital Director at the Sentinel, and today I'm joined by Sarah Heth. Hello. Sarah is our Assistant Features Editor, uh, and we call it From the Newsroom, but we're actually from the Tulip Time office, which is two doors down and around the corner from us, and we're joined by Executive Director Gwen Awarda Did I Hello? pronounce that correct? Yes,
1: you got it correct. <sighs> I was stressing the
0: entire weekend on how to pronounce. And uh, communications director, Simone Withers.
1: Yes,
2: that's right. (laughs) Thank you uh,
0: for joining us. Um, Obviously, this year is a huge year. It's the 90th anniversary of Tulip Time Festival. So we were, you know, knocking around ideas about what to do for a podcast. And it seemed obvious to come and talk to you guys about the big plans for this year. How will you guys plan to honor the history of the festival? things people can look forward to, new things you're trying out. Um, so what are some of the, the the events that you guys are trying to promote for the 90th anniversary, Simone?
2: Yeah, well, like you said, we do have a couple of, of new things we're introducing this year for the 90th, uh, one of them being the Klompen Garden. Um, this is 45 pairs of artfully designed wooden shoes they look like wooden shoes they're actually made out of a different material but um these will be installed throughout the city of holland as uh kind of like a public art project in a way um and we're encouraging people to kind of go on a scavenger hunt and and look for all of the pairs of shoes uh So that's really exciting to have gotten the community involved. We have a lot of local artists that have designed the shoes and um, local businesses that have also kind of put their own spin on a pair of Klompens. So that's quite exciting. Mm -hmm. We also have um, the Dutch Culinary Series, which is also a new offering this year. We've always wanted to do some sort of Dutch uh, culinary experience and we've offered a few events in the past but this year we have four events now we could officially call it a culinary series (laughs) um and so those are all just exploring Dutch cuisine whether taking a a twist like a modern twist on Dutch cuisine um and even introducing um a Dutch twist on craft beer, which is kind of exciting and interesting as well. Yeah. So
0: that piqued my interest now. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. So beer Klomp, um, is one of the first events that we, well, it's the last of one of the last events actually, um, in the festival, but beer Klomp is, like a mini beer festival. And we're including uh, local breweries, distilleries, wineries, and cideries. I don't know if cidery is a <laughs> word. Um, but they're all invited to kind of come and share some of their wares. And some of the breweries are going to be making special tulip time beers. Um, so that's very exciting. And we also have Dutch Comfort and Craft, which is new this year at Big Lake Brewing. And that's a five-course meal with craft brew pairings. And you get to go home with a um, a custom growler with our 90th logo on it, which is exciting, and you get discounts on your pours.
1: Uh, so that's really, really cool. The food is fabulous. We, Simone yes. and I got to go to a tasting. Oh, my word. It's great. Yeah, I really I- encourage people to go because... The food is fabulous. And that's a really cool... um,
2: We wouldn't say it's traditional Dutch cuisine... Uh, The chef at Big Lake is a really awesome guy, very experimental. You can tell when you talk to him, he's very passionate about food and events like this where they make a really special menu. Um, And they do take elements of Dutch cuisine and kind of mix it into something completely new. Um, And it is very exciting to try the food. Definitely a foodie experience. If you're into food, you're going to like this one for sure. I
0: think the entire Sentinel staff (laughs) will be down
2: there. We're on board. (laughs) That's great, yeah. And we also, we have two more events, Boatworks uh, Twist on Tradition, which we've offered in the past to our group tours, but now we're opening it up to the public. Um, and that's going to be kind of a, a modern twist on Dutch cuisine as well. And then we have Fustini's. Uh, Chef Andy yes, from Fustini's. Yes, Chef Andy from Fustini's, um, the Dutch cooking demonstration exactly yeah so he's going to be kind of cooking something in front of people that's going to be like a luncheon and you'll get to partake in that
1: yeah you'll be able to eat that food too so he'll Mm -hmm. um, he's going to do the demonstration with using fustini oil um, in balsamics um, in some traditional dutch recipes and then the boat staff will actually make the same recipe so that you can eat it along with watching how he prepares it, which is really fun.
0: Oh my god, that sounds so fantastic.
2: (laughs) I'm ready. Like, can we have it now?
1: (laughs) Sure, we should invite you to all the tastings too, so you can Uh, check it out.
0: There would be no paper put out the next day. We'd all just sit around that table. Uh, Looking back over the 90 years, for those people, uh, this might be their first time at the festival, Mm -hmm. or maybe those in the community who just aren't familiar with the, the roots, could you talk about how this festival started. Um, Sure.
1: It started in 1927 or 28 with an idea from Lida Rogers. She was a biology teacher at Holland High School. And she noticed that a lot of the children in her classroom were of Dutch heritage, Dutch descent. And she said, well, how can we learn about the Netherlands and we're a community named after Holland, so how do we you know, bring those two together? So she had an idea to plant 100,000 tulips. It took her two years to get to the point of pitching the idea to the city council and the Women's Literary Club before somebody said, okay, let's do it and see what happens. So in the fall of 1928, they planted 100,000 tulips. Today, there's four and a half million planted. So to just give you an idea of the scope and breadth from then to today is huge. So they planted them, and when they bloomed in 1929, people came out of the woodwork to come see these beautiful tulips in Holland. And over time, things were added, like a tulip day, so the children in school could wear their Dutch costumes to school. So that's kind of turned into the kinder parade. Um, And then Dutch dance was added, a traditional folk dance, and parades, and entertainment came in the 1970s, with the Lawrence Welk show. So that was the very first time that entertainers came and they came from Hollywood and it was a big deal for many years. And they always were at the civic center, which was the only venue at the time to do such a program. Um, And so over the years, we've really just grown the festival and changed it based on the changing demographics of who attends and where people come from. We do have folks that come from all 50 states. And last year, over 45 countries were represented of people's origin country. They may have been living in the U.S., uh, attending college or something, but 45 different uh, cultures were here. So it's really amazing. It's an international festival for sure.
0: And you're reflecting that history, uh, particularly when it came to selection of one of the Grand Marshals this year, um, if you could talk about that.
1: Yes, our Grand Marshal on Thursday are the descendants of Lyda Rogers' family. So Hannah and her dad, Joe, will be here representing that. And we also are honoring the Women's Literary Club, who are celebrating 120 years this year uh, as co-Grand Marshals on Thursday. And we're really excited to honor them, who started this wonderful festival in this tradition that has gone on for 90 years it's really pretty great on Wednesday we're excited to have Ginger Z from Good Morning America here she grew up in the Rockford area and she will be here actually promoting or not promoting but broadcasting directly from Holland the weather of Good Morning America so we'll be on national tv that Wednesday morning and then she will be the Grand Marshal on the Wednesday parade On Saturday, we have John Karsten. Many of you know John, as he says in my loud, booming voice. Mm -hmm. He is our town crier. He's been doing that for over 40 years. He's got some really great stories of how he got into this. He is from the Netherlands. He emigrated here to the U.S. after the war, and he's been here ever since and been our town crier, and he's retiring this year. So we're thrilled to be able to uh, invite him to be the Grand Marshal We also have the International Town Crier Competition this year. He's been the president of the American Town Crier Guild in the past. Who knew there was a guild about town criers? Town criers are who used to deliver the news back in the day when people couldn't read and write, and they didn't have newspapers such as the Holland Sentinel or other avenues to communicate to people. Um, So it's really quite an old tradition, and we have folks coming from the Netherlands and Canada and the U.S. that will be doing a um, town crier competition on Friday down at the Civic Center, Um, and they'll be in the parade with John as well. They're all friends of his, and they're really excited to celebrate his retirement. Awesome. Um, So as we're looking over the history over this 90 years,
2: you know, is there anything that kind of sticks out, any big memorable moments throughout those
1: years of the history of Tulip Time that is worth mentioning, you think? Well, yes, yeah, so there are some things. One thing that is most exciting is that we have had three presidential visits. Uh, President Ford came with three days' notice, uh, showed up and was in the parade. I can't imagine that today, that they would allow that. Um, and then we also had um, President Reagan and President Bush were here, um, Bush Sr., back when they were uh, campaigning uh, against each other. Um, but they've, they came in different years so it's been really neat to see that level of interest in the, the country about what we do here, and so yeah, those are some memorable things. There's always great stories about the entertainers when they're here as well, and we're thrilled to have Jay Leno this year. He's a car guy; everyone knows that, and we keep getting emails of, "Can I show Jay my car?" And can the, <laughs> you know, and I don't know when he's landing and when he's leaving, but it's it's going to be really fun to have him here. He's just quite a uh, well-known celebrity, obviously.
0: That's fantastic. Um, could you, you know, we were discussing earlier about questions to ask. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that came to my mind was this festival is so rooted in the town and the community. Could you talk about some of that cultural significance that this festival um, has brought to the town and how it kind of branches out to no matter who you are, your background, you um, you know this festival really represents the city almost like you know new orleans has mardi gras um holland has the tulip time festival
1: absolutely so i think that festival obviously started because of our dutch history but we know that our community today is not 100 dutch it's very diverse and we appreciate that we acknowledge that it's not all Dutch and we look for participation from many folks in many different cultures to participate. If you look at the kids involved in the Dutch dance program at the high school level or actually all three of our programs, they're not all Dutch folk. I mean, they're from many different ethnicities. And so we just, we ask people to be, you know, participate in this tradition in this community, but you don't have to be Dutch to do so. Right.
2: And, um, that kind of pegs onto something new that we're doing this year with the join the dance fund. Uh, We have numerous students from all around the community participating in Dutch dance and, you know, a a good percentage of them. um, It's not really realistic for them to spend $300 on authentic Dutch costume. And to the time we do really try to be as authentic as possible. um, And, These costumes, especially now, they're becoming more rare to create. Uh, And so creating that Join the Dance Fund allows us to uh, provide costumes to students in the community that would like to participate, um, no matter their background, uh, and make it possible for them to be a part of this big festival.
1: Our goal is to look for funding for 400 costumes, Uh, that we can make over the next number of years. So it's a sustainable program. We have funding right now for 200 almost. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about that. Um, And and it's going to be an opportunity for kids to give back to their community and to participate in something and and have fun doing it at the same time.
2: Will it be something that you're making a costume to give to students, or is it something where they'll like borrow it during their time that they're dancing and then it will go on to the next student at another time.
1: Typically, our, our costumes are all custom made based on your specific height and measurements. So you can't just go pick a size off the shelf or really make a size. They're very specific mm-hmm. So we would, the intention would be that they would get a costume as they start dancing, uh, and it'll last through four years of high school and beyond. I know there's many adults that still can wear their costume from high school. I would not <laughs> be one of those, but there are people that do. So we, I think they, the idea would be that we want to take the barrier to participation away, but they would be able to keep that costume and dance in it in the next four to eight years another thing that we're doing
2: this year is paint the town orange and it's another way to kind of highlight our involvement with the community. Um, it's comes with threefold. Uh, Tulip times mission is to celebrate the Dutch heritage. Uh, it's also to celebrate, um, tulips and showcase our beautiful flowers. Hence our name. And again, um, celebrate our community. And so with paint the town orange, we are trying to capture all three of those things as well. Um, we chose the color orange, uh, not only because it's our, our logo color, but, um, because orange, uh, nods to the house of orange in the Netherlands every year. They have something called Koningsdag, which is King's day. Um, and, they're actually celebrating it this Friday, the the 26th of April. Um, and they celebrate the King's birthday and everybody wears orange and it's kind of like St. Patrick's day here, how we all wear green. Well, in the Netherlands it's bright orange. Um, and so we kind of want to, um, emulate that here during the Tulip time festival, as well as, uh, 25% of the tulips that are going to be blooming this year are a variation of the color orange. Um, and then, uh, trying to get the community involved and encouraging everybody to wear orange. Um, if you're a local business owner, deck your place out in orange and um, show us orange in your displays and, you know, wear orange and just kind of showcase our, our unity in that sense with the color orange.
0: Well, I, for one, I know everybody at the Sentinel is ready for uh, the festival, and we are super excited to cover it again this year, looking forward to all the different activities. So I want to thank you for joining us, Simone, Gwen.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: For Sarah Heth, I'm Brian Bernalis. We'll see you next week on From the Newsroom.